Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Booth, and I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2011. I specialise in helping people overcome anxiety and build confidence instead. This weekly podcast will cover a wide range of mental health issues related to anxiety, along with some helpful tips and suggestions that you can try at home. If you have any questions that you'd like answered in a future episode, then please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode and my latest in the 2021 guest series. You will have noticed if you listen regularly that there has been a couple of weeks break in the podcast. I do apologise for that. I will openly admit that things got extremely busy with my clinical work, uh, which is absolutely amazing. And I also moved house, so it became something that I needed to put to one side so that I could make sure I could focus on everything else. But this week we are back and I have a very, very good episode for you this week. I'm interviewing Hannah, who is the founder of The One Third Project. And what Hannah does is advocate for mental health support for students and young people. And this is a really, really interesting episode because some of Hannah's experience is actually very, very similar to my own experience when I was at university. And so this is a really, really interesting discussion about the importance of mental health in young people, but also the importance of mental health in student populations and what things like universities and higher education um, authorities, I guess, can do to really help their students who are struggling. The One Third Project comes from a statistic which is that of all the students that drop out of university, one third do it because of mental health reasons. And that's quite a scary statistic when we think about how many students there are and how many students do actually drop out of university. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I would really appreciate it if you could check out Hannah's work and that is at the onethirdproject.com. And for now, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Okay, so the first thing I would like to do is thank you very much for joining me on uh, on my podcast today. Um, I know that you're doing a lot of volunteer work at the moment and COVID has disrupted everything. So I wondered if you'd be happy just to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what you're doing at the moment. Yep, so uh, thank you for introducing me. Um, I'm Hannah and um, I've basically been focusing on a lot of things around mental health and education since the whole pandemic began. I've had my own lived mental health experiences for probably around 10 years now, even though I'm only 21. It's been it's been quite a long term thing and I've had to grow up with it. So I feel like I have enough experience to kind of talk a little bit about this. All that experience and my all the different things that have happened in my life have kind of brought me to wanting to help more young people who may be in the situation that I was when I was younger, um, especially those who may maybe don't feel like they have the right support or they're not sure who to go to or there's lots of things out there that, but they're not sure exactly which one they need and yeah there's lots of different things that I've kind of tried to do. That's amazing. So. One of the reasons I was keen to chat to you on the podcast is that on your LinkedIn page, you have a statistic on there, which is that a third of the people who drop out of uni 
do so because of mental health issues? Yeah, so that was a statistic that I found um, kind of out of the blue. I tried to go to university in 2019, um, which was a couple years after most of my peers had already gone to university. This was because I I didn't leave school the same as everyone else and I kind of did online learning for a number of years previously. Um, so I was a bit late going into it as it was that kind of built up a bit of anxiety like oh am I going to be really old going into it when there's loads of 18 year olds around. So it was a bit of a, a strange situation and then going into it I was confident felt like right this is my time to shine and do everything I want to do. And then unfortunately I had a kidney infection within probably the first month of university that left me going in and out of hospital because it was quite a serious infection that needed a bit more treatment. After that, it took me a couple of weeks to recover. But during those weeks, I realised how much work I'd missed. And that really caused some anxiety. Um, obviously, I've got previous mental health issues, but I thought I was doing quite well, kind of coping well with everything. And it really just broke me that I wasn't going to get anything done. I hadn't done anything. I was so far behind. And this was, uh, I was studying law, by the way, as well. So that was an, a completely other thing that I had to contend with. And in the end, I, because I wasn't sure who to turn to or if there was anything that could be done, I just left. I, I just, I was like, right, okay, maybe I'll try again in a couple of years, but that that's it. And a couple years, maybe like a year later, I then looked up out of curiosity how many students leave for mental health reasons. Because I thought, well, there's definitely more than me. There's not, I'm not the only one in the world that's done this. And I looked it up and I found this article that said one third of students who leave university do it for mental health reasons. And I was I was shocked and I wasn't shocked. I, I, I knew there was gonna be quite a number of students that left for this reason. But it, seeing the number there kind of shocked me even more, just the fact that it, that people are being made aware of this, but nothing's kind of happened. And I feel like there are definitely services out there for young people, but the article didn't really mention where people can go and get them either. It was just kind of, this is, this is what's happening and that's it. And I, I really felt that more needed to be done. You can't just say one third are leaving and then not point them in a direction that could actually help this. So I've kind of set up my own thing where there's workshops and there's mentoring because you need to build up the resilience within the people themselves to get to that point and offer services on top so that hopefully with different angles, you can kind of stop this from happening at least as regularly as it has been happening. I've mentioned on my podcast before that I failed my first degree because of mental health issues. So I'm probably not in that statistic because I didn't technically leave. I was asked to leave, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, certainly for me at that time, it was really difficult to know what you could do about it. There didn't seem to be, there was no support at the university. Um, I remember going to the GP and they said, well, you can try taking these, but that's kind of all we can offer you at this moment in time. And there really was this sense that I was just completely on my own with this issue that I had absolutely no idea how to deal with. So, yeah, it's a really challenging thing. So what do you think universities could do differently 
yeah, universities could definitely be doing a lot more for their students. Starting looking at mental health in younger students as well, from maybe middle school, high school age, to kind of build up the resilience to ensure that throughout their entire life of academic life and studying, that they have that there for them. So they're not completely reliant on different services if there are perhaps waiting times that they have resources ready for them inside themselves so that maybe there's not as many students that need the services on the outside which would reduce waiting time as well and when they get to university stage if they choose that then they're already prepared more way more than they would be in a normal circumstance and then obviously universities could really do with more services or more funding into the services and more advertising so that students who arrive maybe get signposted straight away to a mental health team even if they feel like they don't need that if they know exactly where it is at any time even if there's like a slight anxiety about something they can go there and they know exactly what to do um, and who to call and they're not just sat in their university dorm feeling oh god this is this is not what I signed up for this is not how I thought this was going to go everyone else is doing so much better than me and they're really all it needs to be is more communication and just combining services into helping students yeah I completely agree actually I think if children at even primary school are taught some like self-regulation techniques how to manage anxiety what to do when they're feeling upset even some of these basic skills I think if we were to give students those from an early age then so many of these issues could be avoided in the first place but certainly for me if my university had had a place where you could go where I knew that it was for mental health, that would have made a massive difference to me. Yeah, definitely. And I I know that there's, um, I think his name's Ben, he is um, quite prominent in the mental health uh, field. He unfortunately lost, I think it was his brother due to suicide. And he's quite open and honest about that. And this has led him to petition for the university rankings to include a mental health support section so that universities can be ranked on that as well so that you know exactly how much support you'll be getting at this university or maybe this university needs to do better to get in the rankings to do with mental health and that would be so much more beneficial than perhaps like other facilities that they're ranked on currently when that doesn't really impact on students as much as a mental health service or a learning difficulty service or anything like that. That's what we need to see as students looking at where we want to go to university and we're not quite getting that at the moment. Universities are obviously trying individually to promote certain things and say that yes we have this here and you can go do it on this side of the campus but other universities have kind of been a bit more quiet or a bit more broad about what students could be doing and if we made this more of a kind of a, a national thing or international thing then that would be perfect and it won't fix things but it will definitely make a massive improvement because universities will start thinking okay this is what we need to do to get up in the ranks and 
this is what our students need as well we should be doing this all the time not just for the ranks but at least it gives them an incentive to kind of create something that works for all students so what was it like for you when you had to leave uni it was really interesting time um it was just before christmas because i hadn't quite lasted the full term and i was already feeling kind of deflated and kind of ashamed almost for for leaving and i thought i really thought that i was ready to take on university i thought that it doesn't matter about my mental health previously i want to do this and i'm going to do what i can to get there and it's a completely different story if you don't have support or anything to kind of guide you through this it's difficult by yourself and I did feel I was that one student in the in their dorm room thinking oh, I can't do this I really don't think this is for me I didn't have anyone in my accommodation flat that I could talk to I felt very isolated and alone and I know that obviously students in the current situation are isolated and alone um, not for any fault of their own it's just the way that things have happened and so I know exactly how that feels and I, yeah it just felt horrible um, to go through and my family were trying to be supportive saying don't worry like you can try again next year and I was thinking I don't know if I can and then to add to everything, I got my, just before Christmas, I got a letter come through that said, hi, we're student finance. Um, because of you, you've been there for a couple of months, you now owe us so much money upfront. And then there's obviously money that you pay when you earn a certain amount. And th the fact that there was like an upfront cost of me leaving, I wasn't expecting that at all. And I'm probably like many other students that didn't have that money ready um when they asked for it so it was it was a massive shock um my parents were shocked I still haven't paid that money back because I physically can't and that adds on to mental health so much you just feel overwhelmed and is that like it makes you doubt even more your decision to leave because you've now got this added financial problem when if you just stayed at university you wouldn't have had that and it really made me question everything and it took probably three to four months for me to kind of get over it enough to talk about it with other people because it really was a horrible time to to go through and I kind of worked it through myself and just decided that right I'm not going to let it cause me any more problems if I go to university in the future I'm going to do it and if it happens again it happens again but I'm going to have the techniques and the experience and I'm going to volunteer in places and build up my courage and kind of have everything there so that I am the most prepared I can be for when I try again just in case there's not services for me to kind of go to but I hope by the time that students start going back to university in the next time there'll definitely be more of a focus on mental health especially with what's been going on during the pandemic yeah I very much hope so as well I hope that that becomes more of a, a standardized thing I mean I just don't understand why universities can't have their own department for it really uh, because they have so many students that go there 
that it just seems like it should be a, a basic provision to me but obviously I'm biased given what I do yeah <laughs> yeah there definitely needs to be more of a a focus and actually having a department would take the pressure off universities as well because a lot of the times it seems that the marketing team are the ones driving this mental health campaign within universities when it could be led by a department doesn't matter how big or small but it could be their responsibility where they also consult uh, counsellors and psychologists and actually have studies where they can kind of look at their actual students at that actual university what is going to help them most and kind of compile all the results and figure out a program that would work for their specific students because you can look at all these studies that say students need this students need that and it's a very vague overview but some students need other things and if you don't know exactly what your students need you won't be able to help them in the way that they're able to stay at university and continue studying with you yeah absolutely and you think it would work in the university's favor because obviously they're missing out on income if their students keep leaving yeah exactly and it does surprise me that this hasn't been tackled sooner because I remember when I left I've kind of I've been in touch with universities thinking maybe I'll go back I've sent some applications in and I've looked at their different mental health support and it doesn't seem to have changed much since um, but obviously hopefully the pandemic will push a further introduction of mental health and how important it is especially for those who are far away from their families and don't really have anyone to talk to at that time. What advice would you give maybe a student who's struggling at the moment or somebody who's already dropped out of university or failed university because of mental health? The advice I'd give to someone who has dropped out or is really struggling with their studying at the moment, I, th I think the, the best thing to do is to kind of be proactive. So make a list of things that you want to achieve it could be that year that month that week whenever doesn't need a time scale it just needs to be things that you want to achieve in general so for me my list was very short it I, I couldn't i was in this horrible depressive state where i didn't want to get out of bed in the morning and i was like there's got to be something for me to be able to to do i can't just stay in bed and it was frustrating me that I was staying in bed, but that's all I wanted to do. Um, so I made this list and I just had, the top one was making young people feel like they are able to achieve anything they want. And that's a very broad term. Um, I didn't have any specific plans. It was just, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to do that. The second one was have something to eat because I was very hungry, I hadn't really eaten as well as I could have been. Um, and the third one was have a shower. And I, you can imagine that as well. <laughs> I hadn't been maybe looking after myself as well as I could have been. So that was my list. I didn't have a specific order. I just knew that that was what I needed to do to kind of wake myself up and stop just lying in bed and letting my depression kind of take over me. And 
then I kind of let my imagination run wild with it. So obviously taking a shower and eating, there's not much you can do there. It's kind of self-explanatory. So I, I got up, had some breakfast. I made like a sausage sandwich, which was a bit more interesting than what I'd normally have. Um, just so I pushed myself to use the cooker and everything. And then I had a shower. I used as many different soaps and everything to make myself feel me again. So I made it like a luxury shower. And then the last one, it was so broad. I was like, what can I do to help young people? If I'm like this, how can I, I can't, I can't help myself at the moment. How can I help young people? And it was at that point, I just kind of thought, well, I'm using, I need to use my experiences to help them in that way. I, I need to make sure that no one gets put in the same situation as me again um, in the best way that I can. Obviously I can't change the world and there's very unlikely that I'll be able to make policies and all that sort of thing. But at least in my own little way in a community, then I can encourage young people that it doesn't have to be the end of your education or it doesn't have to be the end of your life if you're stuck in a rut I've been stuck in about five ruts in my life and I'm only 21 so you can imagine that I'm probably going to have another 30 by the time I'm 70 but I know that I'm going to get through each each and every one of them because there'll always be that list of things that you need to push through and get done you can go to bed afterwards but you just need to make sure you've you've done them and then the next day to get out of bed again you just need to have a list again whether it's the same things or whether it's another few things it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be small it just needs to be personal to you and it that's what drives you like that's the reason I get out of bed in the morning is to help other people because no one helped me when I needed it, but that doesn't mean I can just sit around and pretend that the world is fixing itself as quick as it needs to. It's a slow progress and every little helps with mental health. Everyone has mental health. You just need to work together to create a solution that works for everyone. Yeah, that's amazing. I completely concur with everything that you said there really impressive I got so absorbed in what you're saying and I don't have a question ready <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's um such a good description of how depression really can affect you on quite a physical level as well and I love the idea of just a list even if it's just a couple of small things yes. um I know when I've really struggled in the past just like you said feeding myself and having a shower that day is an achievement and that's what happened and that was fine yeah. <laughs> so yeah I think that's that's absolutely great advice so you mentioned that you're volunteering now what is that with your your own project or are you volunteering in other places um so I'm mostly trying to focus on my own project uh, to kind of get it up and running um I've got a team of volunteers already who have been amazing and are trying to research lots of different ways we can um, bring in young people, like uh, employability workshops to help them with that anxiety of applying for jobs, especially during a pandemic situation. 
the mentoring team are going through all their training and it's taking a lot of time to kind of go through everyone. Uh, I've got to check all the references and everything. So a lot of time is going into that to build that up, to give at least some young people another service that they can go to if they're feeling stressed or anxious or have had some difficulty in their education due to mental health or personal reasons and they're now struggling to catch up and it's causing them anxiety um, or they're struggling to get out of bed in the morning um, this online learning is really testing some people's willpower to get up in the morning and that's absolutely fine it's understandable but there needs to be ways that you can get up in the morning um, to achieve what you've got to achieve and then you can do whatever you want in the afternoon um, and you can occupy yourself with hobbies um, like gaming or listen to music but as long as you can do what you need to achieve then that's fine so uh, yeah so at the moment that's mostly what my time has been taken up with but I am still a volunteer in a number of different charities um, but obviously that's been put on mostly hold due to everything that's happened because I'm mostly in person voluntary roles but that doesn't mean that I'll, I'll stop volunteering with them. I'm definitely going to go back when everything opens up again. It'll just be more of a reduced voluntary role, depending on how this goes. Um, but this is now my kind of my new baby just to it. it I don't think it's ever going to be huge, but it just needs to help one person at the very least. Um, and then my, my goals achieved. I think um, particularly when you go into helping professions like a therapist or whatever you do have that mindset of if I can just help one other person not feel this alone at this moment then my work here is done um so yeah that's that's an amazing thing to be aiming for do you think you'll go back to university at any point um I am hoping to I I genuinely, I'm, I'm one of those people I don't know if it, I assume there's other people that do this I'm not just the uh, the odd one I apply to university every year, but then I decide closer to the time whether I feel like I can do it that year. So I don't really accept anything until I've taken more of the, the year, kind of experienced what happens to me in that year. Then I get to the time and think, hang on, maybe I want to do some more voluntary work or maybe I want to experience a bit more before I do this. Because it is a big step. You're putting a lot of money and time into that. I am I am applying for a master's program actually in September. The application is kind of in progress at the moment, um, and obviously that's a bit unusual because I haven't done an undergraduate degree. But it's in education and social justice, which relates so heavily into my experiences and what I'm trying to fight for for young kids. And the the, the whole thing is based on it's your experiences this is your research this is what you're going to be doing so it's not necessarily about whether you've had a degree before it's it's just tailored to you so that's why I like the program so much so hopefully I'll be doing that in September um if not there is another course I've got lined up but I really hope I can do that because then that will give me more experience and knowledge to pursue my um the one third project even further and hopefully help even more people so uh, that's the goal 
best of luck for that. I hope you get on to it. One of the things that I really struggled with when I failed my degree was this idea that I think age was an issue um, because you're supposed to go to university at a certain age, which I think you touched on being, being a little bit older, but also whether or not I even could. I think it was the first time for me I actually doubted that I was even capable of doing something like this. Uh, so for me, I ended up doing an open university degree because it meant I could work at the same time. And that was a huge confidence boost to be able to do stuff like that again. Yeah, definitely. I, d I definitely think the, especially with the situation going on at the moment, online learning is the way that we're going to go forward with a lot of new generations. Like I mentioned earlier, I myself have been online learning for a number of years already, um, since about 15 or so. Um, I had to leave school at 14 due to some circumstances that were out of my control. And so after teaching myself my GCSEs, I was like, right, well, I don't really want to go back into school because that didn't really work out for me. And I researched and I found out that online learning was a thing and it took a lot of patience and time, but then I managed to get on to my first course and I really enjoyed it. And I loved the freedom that it gave me to do what I need to do. But then I could also do it at any time of night because I don't know about you, I'm a night person. Um, I'll be up, I'm happy to be up all night, but me being up all day without a nap is a struggle. Um, so if I'm having a bad day, feeling a bit depressed or a bit low then I can do it at night and it's not going to cause me any issues as long as I get some sleep in I'll be fine so I can do it any time still achieve my course and get what I need and that's kind of what I've been doing since so everyone online learning this year and last year um, I completely understand how it feels it took me it's I mean I, I say it took me it, I still procrastinate all the time. Um, I'm doing online courses at the moment and I definitely put them off for a couple of weeks and I need to get back onto it. So it happens to the best of us. We all need to have our own techniques and solutions to different things. But at the end of the day, we're all going to get through it at some point. And as long as you've got someone there to talk to and you kind of you're open about how you feel even if it's a broad sense even if you don't know exactly how you feel you could just say I'm not feeling great today and then hopefully someone will be like right well we'll talk about something random we'll we'll go on for a, go for a walk or you can watch this with me and it's just that little distraction that sometimes thinks makes you think that hang on a minute I've distracted my brain long enough that it's no longer thinking all these horrible things but now I kind of want to get back into what I'm doing so you then go back onto that if you need more distracting distract yourself more um it usually takes me about a day to distract myself <laughs> but then I, I have like two days of massive production and I kind of just get everything done so uh, yeah it, it happens to everyone but we all get it done yeah I would say I'm exactly the same so I'm doing an online master's at the moment and there are some days when I am so interested in it and I can spend hours doing the background reading and everything, but there are other days when I put it off sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I do. That's absolutely fine, as long as it gets done in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, if you're a student at the moment struggling, you're not the only one. Definitely. Where can people find out more information about your project? 
the website is onethirdproject.co.uk. It's just a, it's a very basic website that I've had to create myself, which I'm not, it's my first website doing, so don't judge me on the, uh, the how, how it looks. But it goes into more detail about what we're going to be doing. Registration's open for mentoring. Um, so any student that needs support or just needs a bit of a guidance into how they can balance their mental health, their well-being with their studies to get wherever they want, regardless of if it's university. Um, we're going to help with apprenticeships internships if you just want to go into employment all that sort of thing you can do whatever you want with us it will we're just there to kind of guide you give you some skills to build up resilience and get you to where you need to be um there'll be workshops as well and hopefully some more events in the future where we can bring on different people who may be in the area you want to go into i've got lots of ideas it's a very small thing at the moment but hopefully at some point I'll be able to build it up and it's going to be this big thing so yes so if anyone is interested then please head over there schools can make referrals as well um we just want to be able to reach as many people as possible that sounds amazing I imagine it's going to be very popular and a very well used resource because it sounds like exactly what people will need I hope so yeah yeah we'll definitely make sure it's uh, suitable for as many people as we can. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate talking to you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast for notifications on future episodes. And if you have the time to write a quick review, then that would be greatly appreciated. To find out more about me and the work that I do, please head to www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.